Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with the nonprofits in our community. Um, we interview two nonprofits each week, and these are organizations that are working week in and week out to make our community a place which is stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier, just a better place to live and work. Um Today we have a couple of guests that are going to be on. We're going to have um, actually three different organizations speaking today. We're going to start out in just a few minutes with my friend Crystal Farley, whose husband Charlie I have known for many years. And um, But Crystal is going to be on talking about an organization that she's involved with around women's entrepreneurship and a day that they're planning coming up in just a, just a couple of weeks. So um, Crystal will be on just a couple minutes. After our first break, then we'll be back with Accenture Acara alliance and talking there with them about some of the cultural effectiveness training that they're working on in our community and then taking us into the final 20 minutes we're going to be talking with jessica gorham from the greater nashua food council who big shout out to jessica they held their second annual uh, community supper on Friday evening, and uh, I know that it was a big hit. So we've got a great show lined up for you. Just a couple things I wanted to mention before we get to Crystal. Um, last week, uh, just one event that I wanted to call out, and in particular because it's going to be coming back again um, in a, in about a month, we have a program called Coffee and Causes. This is um, a monthly educational and networking forum as part of our senior affinity group um, at United Way. This is our group called Stay United, which is uh, seniors and retirees and pre-retirees who are trying to make changes happen in our community. So they, um, on a monthly basis, put on this Coffee and Causes program on last week on Friday, we had one that was, um, we had guests from Bridges and from Greater Nashville Mental Health, our friends uh, Amy Joe and Cynthia Whitaker, talking about adverse childhood experiences. Very important topic. A lot of good research on this subject. And uh, they, uh, you know, it's interesting talking with people who have lived 
um, long and full lives about the experiences that they see in their children and in their grandchildren and also even in themselves and how that affects their lives um, and, uh, you know, the effects of trauma and toxic stress. And uh, we got into some pretty deep scientific discussions about things even like epigenetics, which is the, uh, you know, basically the science that says that you can actually inherit traumatic experiences through your genes from one generation to the next. Very interesting stuff and really imp- important as a way to uh, address tra- trauma in our community. So that was a really great event. We had about 20 people there and we're looking to grow that um, over the months. Had a great weekend. I hope everybody else did as well. So Friday night, um, I had my, uh, it seems like every other month, my family and I do a back to our youth kind of an event. We, my wife and I went and saw the B-52s at the Hampton Ballroom. Last time I saw the B-52s was in 1982 in Santa Barbara. I just realized when I was listening to them that they were only three years old as a band back then. They started as a band in 1979. So when I saw them last, like Rock Lobster and Planet Claire, those were like actual hits on the radio like in real time now they're just hits for old people so like those things are playing on the oldies channel at this point such a great show so much fun so much energy um like you kind of have to close your eyes when you go like i saw the who a couple months ago as well you kind of have to close your eyes when you go to one of these concerts and just imagine like the music still sounds like it sounds great but the visuals you know aging sometimes it's just not kind and um well, we're all just a little saggier, I guess, than we used to be. Let's just put it that way. Um, other than that, had a really great weekend. I hope you did as well. Had a couple of swim meets down out at UNH, which was awesome. It is the season for that for me. Got a really great week lined up here at United Way. I just want to give a shout out to our friends at Eaton and Baraby. I'm going to be going in to meet with uh, Mark and his crew this afternoon to talk about their annual United Way campaign. They've been partners and supporters of ours for years and years. We really appreciate that and uh, all their employees do to give back to the community. And uh, tomorrow, a couple of us will be on a panel over at Nashua High School South. It's a service day in in, uh, Nashua because of the election on Tuesday. By the way, don't forget to vote. Um, I know they were just talking about that with the mayor. and uh, But there's going to be a, pa- a screening of the, the movie Resilience, which also deals with trauma and adverse childhood experiences, and then a panel of us who are going to be talking about um, how to address those things in the community and what we see from our own various perspectives. A couple quick announcements. Um, This is a little bit further out, but December 2nd is World AIDS Day. I'm not sure if you know that, but the HIV and AIDS Task Force here locally, um, headed up by my friend Wendy um, over at Harbor Homes and the Task Force, are holding a candlelight vigil that's on Monday, December 2nd from 4 to 7 um, at Harbor Homes on High Street, 45 High Street. Um, I've been um, every year for the last couple of years, and I find it particularly impactful, um, you know, over the years. some of the focus on AIDS and HIV has declined as um, treatments um, have gotten more effective, but it's still um, an, a major issue and it's one that is worthy of attention. So that's coming up on December 2nd. 
I also want to mention November 13th, there's a free wellness education event. And this is, when I say wellness, this is about mental wellness put on by the Nashua IDN, the Integrated Delivery Network. And that'll be from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at Southern New Hampshire Health with resource tables, a dinner, and discussion. And it is no charge to the public. So if you're interested in learning about that, Actually, our second guest today from Accentria will be is the person who's coordinating that. So November 13th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. Last but not least, wanted to mention that the Soup Kitchen, the Knights of Columbus, and the Gate City Bicycle Co-op are holding a winter coat drive. You can drop those off at the St. Patrick's Community Center um, on 35 Spring Street. And they're open Monday 3 to 7, Wednesday 1 to 3, Thursday 1 to 3. So it was 32 degrees when I got in my car this morning. Um, that is chilly, but it's, um, you know, if you're homeless and you're out on the streets and you um, need to, you know, sort of bear that and colder, um, a good winter coat is, is um, can really be a life-saving thing. So um, if you can support that, please do. So with all of that, I'm going to come up for breath here, and I'm going to introduce you to my friend Crystal, Crystal Farley. Crystal owns her own business, um, which we'll talk about a little bit, and Crystal is also the chairperson for the Women's Entrepreneurship Day coming up pretty soon. So Crystal, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me, Mike. Well, thank you for being here this morning, and why don't you start out by telling us, just tell us for a minute or two, what do you do actually sort of professionally um, before we get into Women's Entrepreneurship? Day. Sure, thank you. So I own a company, a business called CFAR Beyond the Box, and I work with organizations to help them develop better communications and stress relief strategies. So as I'm hearing about all of this community involvement with adverse childhood experiences and mental health, I work hard to bring that to the workplace. So important. And um, who are the types of, what types of clients do you typically work with? It's going to be more um, more businesses that are trying to offer more progressive, differentiated benefits. I've noticed recently that recovery-friendly workplaces that have taken on that initiative absolutely love the benefit that I offer to provide better stress management strategies and mm-hmm. workshops and even offer um, office hours. WH Bagshaw locally is one of my longtime clients, and we are um, creating more um, a more personal approach with mental health in the work- workplace for me to be more peer support rather than than, you know, a mental health counselor or licensed social worker on on site. So this was totally unscripted, but this gives me the opportunity also to give a big shout out to um, Adria and also to Aaron Bagshaw, who are supporters of United Way and are supporters specifically with regards to our Blizzard Blast, which Mm -hmm. is coming up in a couple weeks. You did the Blizzard Blast last year, didn't you? Charlie did. Charlie did. Well, who knows? Maybe this year, Crystal. You never know. But they they allow us to use um, the space upstairs for registration, which is one of their tenants, and also they've given us... Um, they've given us some space on their property for storing stuff throughout the year. So thank you guys so much. Good to hear that you're connected with, yeah. with them as well. They're a great organization. Really good business. So tell us about Women's Entrepreneurship Day. Sounds to me like something that you just sort of like got yourself roped into here. Oh, it sure was. But I love that, right? So I think part of this year's Entrepreneurship Day that is so important is that we as a community have come together to make it happen. And so there were some, we've 
experienced some obstacles of our own when it came to planning this event over the last year. And the ambassador had uh, decided to resign and step down just about four weeks ago now. And with that being said, I mean, four weeks, we're about six weeks out at that point to the event. 80% of it was planned. We had all of our guest speakers lined up, sponsors, et cetera, et cetera. So upon resignation, she also... um, Somebody else was removed from the board. We lost some funding. And myself, Adria Bagshaw from WH Bagshaw and Emily Aborn from um, Emily Aborn, and she built this, decided that we couldn't let it go. We- you mean Emily from Amherst? Yes. So you I- know her. Of course I know yes, Emily. You do. How can you not know Emily? Emily is, um, she, I know her from the Sohegan Valley mm-hmm. Chamber of Commerce. We were Absolutely. talking about you on my way in today. Oh, well, that's great. Hopefully <laughs> only nice stuff. things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Emily's awesome. Yeah. So the three of us have really come together as a community to yeah. pick this up. And I mean, we have been just blasting social media, sharing the story. And to see the community come together from a sponsorship and attendance standpoint has been absolutely phenomenal. I so, love where we live. So what is the event? By the way, I love where we live, too. Yes. What is the event, and where is the event, and how do people get involved? Yeah, so thank you. Um, this is the second annual event, and the one thing I really want to share with the community is that we are being, we're acting as part of a global initiative. So this program was actually designed back in 2014 in New York City by Wendy Diamond, and it is a global initiative that affects um, 144 countries, 110 universities, where um, we're we're trying to ignite women to take more action when it comes to being um, starting up their own business, being more proactive in their own, in, you know, within a company, within an organization, and really just trying to build that community. Because even here in New Hampshire, seven seven years ago, almost eight years ago, we had thirty percent of our businesses were owned by women. I'm sure that's going to be much higher when we get our 2020 census, right? So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so this is really the first. Last year was a small event. This year is a much larger event. November 19th at Labelle Winery. They've been a great sponsor for us. Um, we're going to have a full day of speakers to include Kathy Duffy, jo- Linda Johnson from McLean Middleton, and then there's like startups like Meg Staples, who's a teacher here in Nashua, who also owns her so, own. So when Kathy's there, she'll probably have been retired for like three minutes at that point not yet i think we're still working it like it's like just yeah it'll be about six weeks out probably yeah Yeah. absolutely um so but you know it's where i feel like every time i've seen her speak this year now it's like getting more and more emotional for everybody it really really is i just saw kathy last week and uh, she's in my rotary club with me and uh you know, I think it's hard for her. She's been doing this for a long time at Girls Incorporated, and she's really built quite an amazing organization. And they're going to do great, and that's going to be Kathy's legacy. Sometimes I think when a nonprofit leader mm-hmm. or a business leader leaves leaves their organization, it's all about them, and they haven't really built um, the sustainability into it. Mm-hmm. And Kathy has built something which will be there for a long, long time to come and very successful. Yeah, I'm so I'm just even like proud to know her, but to yeah. know that she's going to speak, I can't get enough That's of her. Awesome. So yeah. I hope more people want feel the same way. Um, but yeah, so we have we still have VIP tickets. It's a full day event, so it's during okay. the week. It's on a Tuesday, November nineteenth is a Tuesday, and uh, we'll have some amazing guest speakers. We have a man ambassador panel, so we'll hear some local men speak about um, supporting women entrepreneurs. Is that like a new word? I've ever heard that term before. A man ambassador. It's a term. real thing. It's a really? real thing. It's men who strive to inspire other men to support women in the workplace. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's very cool. I've never heard that term before. Yeah. I love that. Man ambassador. Man ambassador. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're bringing it here to New Hampshire. It is fairly That's new. Awesome. There's only one page when you google it. Um and then we'll <laughs> we'll close with of course a nice VIP bubbly. Yeah. Very nice. So um 
to learn more, what would a person do? They can follow us on Facebook. So Women's Entrepreneurship Day, New Hampshire on okay. Facebook, or go to, um, a bit, it's a bit.ly link. So bit.ly forward slash wed New Hampshire, and you can okay. find out all of the information there. We're on yep. Eventbrite. That's that's really great. I'm glad that you were able to step up and do this. And sometimes I know when somebody leaves, it's a little hard because you have to like pick up the pieces. It's scary. And, and maybe it was 80% done, but I bet you 50% of that was in her head. Right. Yeah. Right. It's and it's amazing, like, you know, figuring out the connections and trying to not look like you don't know anything when you're communicating with the people that have been already that's secured. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun, though. I tell yeah. you, it really shows how when we work together, we're better in numbers. That's fantastic. Good job, Crystal. Thanks. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Maybe after, maybe in a couple of weeks, you can come back on and tell us about the event and what the plans are for the future. Would love to. That's love great. To. Um, well, we're actually about out of time, so we're going to need to take our first break. I neglected to say earlier that um, our show is not just live on the radio on WSMN 1590 AM. We're also live on Facebook streaming um, as we speak. So if you want to pick that up, you can go to um, the United Way of Greater Nashua Facebook page. And um, there's a Community Connections page that you'll see that's streaming live. Um, I, it's the best way to ask questions or place comments um, rather than calling in. There is a telephone here in the studio. I've never used it. It's, if it rings, I'm not honestly going to know what to do. So, um, But Facebook, I know how to use that. My daughter taught me, right, as, as every father of my age would say. Um, I do see my friend Cynthia Whitaker has joined the conversation on Facebook. So hello, Dr. Cynthia. Good seeing you. So we're going to take our first break here. Crystal, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So our show is brought to you by Edstone Properties, one of our community's premier builders. We're so grateful for that support. We will be back in just uh, about maybe two minutes or so with our next guests, and they're from Accenture Care Alliance, talking about their cultural effectiveness training. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, you United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. It's flu season, and this nasty bug affects many Americans each year. American Medical Response wants to give you some safety tips so you can avoid the flu. 
The best thing to do is to get your flu shot now. Wash your hands thoroughly and regularly. Try not to touch your eyes, nose, and mouth. Avoid contact with other people who are sick. And if you do get the flu, plenty of water, rest, and avoid going out are the things you need to do. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR medics are here for you every hour of every day. There's a Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with the nonprofits in our community that are working to make our community a place which is uh, stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. Just a great place to live and work. Um, We have with us in the studio a couple of new guests um, for our second set of interviews. And they're both from the Integrated Delivery Network, which is a, a collaboration of organizations um, that are working at integrating mental and beha- uh, behavioral and physical health. And we also have guests from Accenture Care Alliance, which is an organization which, amongst other things, works with refugees and the refugees resettlement process in our community, making sure that some of our newest um, community members are um, settled properly and taken care of in the community. So um, with us along... All of that is, I'm going to start with Lynn Clues. Lynn, I'm going to let you speak just for a minute. Um, and while you do that, I'm going to adjust everybody's headphone volume just to make sure it's not too loud. I know you said yours, your headphone's a little bit loud. And while I adjust that, maybe everybody can give me the thumbs up or the thumbs down. How's that, Lynn? Just start talking. We'll consider this a, both a mic test and an introduction. How about that? And you can introduce your colleagues as well. Okay, great. Thanks. So but you need to speak a little closer to the microphone. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, so um, I've been doing refugee work for a good long time now and really enjoy meeting extraordinary people who've survived uh, a lot and come here with a lot of resilience to uh, build their new lives. Uh, part of the work that I do with refugees, I do some um, cultural orientation for the new arrivals. But uh, half of my time, I actually work in Nashua with um, the Integrated Delivery Network. And it's sort of the other side of the coin where I work with providers to help them build their capacity working well across difference, across cultures, across generations, across languages, across race, different um, ways that that we're different. Uh, Of course, um, almost all providers really know um, from having served people from many different groups that it's there's sometimes a slightly different approach that's needed as we cross difference. So we might automatically understand how to serve somebody well when we're in social services or in healthcare as a provider, but we also might sort of stumble when we don't know. Maybe we don't know how to work well with an interpreter. So all of a sudden we've had we've had a two-way interaction with all of our patients or clients up until the day we need an interpreter. Now it's three-way and we need to learn a few things to be able to manage that interaction well and to do it well. So there's all kinds of pieces like that, uh, like working with interpreters and many other things that help us as we um, provide services across difference. So that's a lot of um, what I do here in Nashua. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so so important as we are also a very diverse community here in Nashua. Um, in fact, 
We are the most diverse community, I believe, in the state of New Hampshire, which I think is something that we should be very proud of. But we also need to um, view our work sometimes through that lens. Absolutely. So let's introduce your guests. You brought a bunch of friends with you. We're in the studio. How about we do that and let you do the introductions? Okay, sure. I never do that. Well, let's see. But you're you're on a roll, so let's go with it. Okay, great. So uh, my colleague, Jean Hakuzimana, is here with us. He originally comes from Congo and Rwanda area. Um, He's worked in 10 different African countries uh, and has a lot of skills. He's been working with Accentria for a while now, and he can talk about some of the work that he's doing with uh, Nashua residents. And also here with us today is Beth Sheehan, and she is one of the primary people working out of the Integrated Delivery Network. So that's this um, group that's working to really help capacitate providers more and to work with well with the differences and with and to have um, some of the skills to sort of seamlessly provide services that some of which could be health primary health and some of which could be behavioral health services so she'll talk more also about about that so and we'll get to you in just a minute beth because i definitely want to do that but before we do that i want to talk with jean here for a second so my first question has nothing to do with your work. It has to do with, um, I'm guessing it's probably never 32 degrees Fahrenheit where you grew up, is it? Uh, you're right. So what does a morning like this mean to you? Because I'm from California, right? I grew up in the on the, on the central coast of California, surfing. It's all cool, you know. And then it, I wake up in the morning and it's like I see frost on the on my windshield. I just I just don't get it. Like, well, why do people? Why even live here? Does it make sense to you? Uh, it, uh, it does. It does. But but uh, the thing is, you're right. Everything was new and I saw what was happening. <laughs> so I grew up in a land which is chill, which is in the middle of temperature near equator. So yeah. it's spreading. The climate is amazing comparing to what I saw here when I was coming. So I wake up in the morning. I was, you know, stepping in something which is deeper, deep. I was like, what's this? Snow. <laughs> snow. <laughs> yeah, I never saw snow in my entire life growing up. I mean, like really, it, literally the town I grew up in. In recorded history, and man has been in um, that area for tens of thousands of years. Mm. Um, in in the entire time, there's never been snow, and so I just yeah, I don't know, John. What do you think? Should we like pack up our bags and head on out of here? <laughs> Actually, that's when you feel like you are an immigrant. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I felt like this morning. That's for sure. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get back to your work in just a second, but I do want to tra- pivot to Beth. Beth, welcome to our show. We've been wanting to do this for a while oh, to yeah. talk just about the Integrated Delivery Network. Um, why don't you share with our audience what is the Integrated Delivery Network? Where, you know, where has it been? Where is it going? What is it doing? Sure, it's it's been around for a couple of years at this point, and when we say Integrated Delivery Network. And Mike, you referenced this earlier, right? This is a network of more than 35 partners uh, in the greater Nashua area that are really focused on primary care, mental health, uh, substance use disorder. And then there's also community-based social service agencies, which are really critical, such as those as uh, Accentria. What the IDN is doing is, is really it's an infrastructure of, in, of providing that opportunity to transform healthcare delivery by improving the integration of behavioral health, which is essentially mental health and substance use, and really integrating that with physical health. 
IDN3, which is what we're known as um, within the state, is there's seven regions uh, throughout the state who are part of this statewide five-year Medicaid 1115 delivery system reform incentive payment. It's known as DISRIP. Well, so, well, hold on a second. That was just a, a, whole, a whole lot of mumbo-jumbo there. A mouthful, which so I'm going to explain. Yeah. Okay. Go go with it. And and I'm going pre- to pretend I have no idea what you're talking about, and it, and if and I'll stop you if, if, it, if it doesn't make sense to me. And the reason I bring that up is uh, this... This initiative, this demonstration, is really referred to in several different ways. It's the IDN, it's DISRIP, which was that long acronym uh, that I broke down. It's the 1115 Medicaid waiver. So uh, I bring that up because um, depending upon the pockets within the community within where you sit, you may have heard it referred in different ways. So anytime you hear any of those terms, we're talking about integrated health. We're We're talking about pulling community members together, and that would be hospitals, primary care physicians, um, the community mental health center, um, substance use disorder treatment clinics, uh, hospitals, etc. So it's community and very community based, right? When we talk about well-being for an individual, we're not just talking physical care, we're not just talking mental health care, and we're not talking treatment for substance misuse. We're talking about transportation support, we're talking about housing support, we're talking about food insecurity. All those social components are known as the social determinants of health, and those play into the wellness of an individual, which is why many of those 35 partners that are engaged are community service based. That is a really good explanation. I have a little – that's much better than I can do with words. I have a stick man that I drew a couple of years ago. It's my little stick man 3x5 card that I carry around with me. And it's got um, – it says – half the card says before the IDN or before integrated health. And the other says after. And in the before, there's like the stick body and the stick head are not connected to each other. And after, they're like – a person. And I think that's that's the way I think about it is like we need to start thinking about people as not just I have a broken arm or I mentally, you know, have a mental health issue, but I actually can have both and be treated, um, you know, by the community holistically. And that's an important component of this, right? So I talk about the various organizations and agencies that are involved, but there's consumers out there that are mm-hmm. our primary focused. And one of the things we try to educate individuals, consumers on is, so what's the difference? What does that mean to me as a consumer when I go to my doctor? And one of those things may be that your doctor is asking more probing information, informational questions. They may be asking about your housing situation where perhaps in the past that hasn't come up. There are assessments that are done that have 12 different domains, if you will, that it's a full assessment of how you are in your well-being, if you will. You may also be encouraged to consent as an individual, as a patient, to sharing your information, perhaps a little more broadly than you had in the past. So you sign consent forms for the, you know, the confidentiality of your patient health information. Your doctor may encourage you to allow them to share your information more broadly, if you will, with other providers, so that as they are um, working with you, they have a full scope of your situation. Absolutely. That's a great explanation. I really appreciate you doing that because there's a lot of confusion and I think it's really important work trying to bring people together and, and treat the consumers um, in a way that makes sense um, you know, for human beings, you know, complete human beings. So, John, back to you. You're a community health worker. Mm. So I don't think I've ever actually had a community health worker on our show. I've been doing this show for a couple of years now, and it's never been the case. So um, it's an interesting job. I would, would you mind sharing with us what do you do? What is a community health worker? What do you do for, oh. for a living? 
well it's uh uh i may say that it's a job which is downsized uh in principle but bigger in in nature so uh I'm waking up in the morning to serve the immigrants and refugee communities here in Nashua. So the primary uh, objective is to help them to navigate the healthcare, the healthcare system of the USA, which is complex and mm-hmm. very, very complicated. So I'm helping them to navigate that healthcare system. I mean, connect them with healthcare providers, help them to get there, to get uh, you know services, to be helped, and uh, you know. To, to master that system, you know, like in one month or two months after the arrival, someone can know where to get the medications, where to get the hospital. So that's, in summary, my job. That's a great role. I I um I think for all of us, healthcare is complex, and I I honestly could not even imagine if I was, um, you know, challenged with language barriers or just um, you know a different culture, a different legal system. Um, I lived in Germany for a couple of years, and I didn't fortunately have any you know health care issues to really to deal with. But I had to you know get insurance and stuff like that, and it's just so totally different. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. You're right, and and uh, we th- that's the, the one of the biggest issue for the refugees and immigrants here. So I'm right because I've been I had a chance to travel across Africa and. I can socialize with all the group of people from Africa normally, but but also I can talk to you know to from Asia people from Asia immigrants from Asia like Rohingyas, so there is a way. But also our century has the language bank. When right. whenever you have a barrier, you call, then you get support. But for Africa, at least we thrive. I can help them in a way, like in a sustainable manner, to get the healthcare provided. That's right. So, in a nutshell, your job is really to connect people who um, are, as we say here in New Hampshire, from away, mm-hmm. with with our very important healthcare system, and help to navigate that so that they they get the best possible care yeah, right. um, that that they can for what their needs are. Mm-hmm. And we have more people that have joined us on the show on Facebook. So just a reminder, we're you know we're live on Facebook. You can find that on the United Way Greater Nashua page. Um, let's see. One of the people there was complaining that I talked too much about the snow. Um, that's my wife, actually. <laughs> and 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 uh, but it's good to see all the people who are joining us and uh, in the conversation. Lynn, back to you. So let's talk a little bit about. I, I I think it's really important before we actually forget that you have an event coming up that we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. There's a an event that uh, is a called a wellness education event. It's on November 13th. It's in the evening. It's from six to seven thirty. And they're going to be uh, four panelists providing information about the kinds of services that exist in Nashua for mental health, for behavioral health, and um, how to approach those services, how to navigate um, getting insurance, how to navigate some of the the issues with Medicaid, as well as um, signing up for a variety of services. So if you... uh, you know, you're listening to the radio here and you, you know somebody who might want this kind of information, please let them know to come to uh, 10 Prospect Street. Uh, it's in the big conference room in the basement. It's called ABCD, and it's at 6 o'clock. There's actually a free dinner, but we do need people to register um, in order to have enough food for you. So to register, 
actually, I think that information is right in front of you. Could you tell people how to register? Well, you know, it's interesting you should say that, but um, I couldn't tell from the flyer exactly how. Oh, yeah, you just call. Ah, or you send an email. So I'm going to read this out to you. So if you want to register, it would be by email. Email to Takaya, T-A-K-A-Y-A dot Solomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N, at S-N-H-H-S dot org. Takaya dot Solomon at S-N-H-H-S dot org. Um, just that you'd like to participate. Um, or you can also leave a message on the the phone number 281-6019, 281-6019. And if you are driving down the road and you forgot all of that, or you know you you, you don't want to you know you don't want to write things down while you're driving because, well, you know because I don't want anybody to die listening to the mic show. So um, just call me at United Way and I'll tell you how to how to do this. That's the easiest thing. Call United Way and I'll. Uh, Ask for Mike or the guy. It's the same person in any case. So, so yeah. one of the it sounds like a great event, Lynn. Yeah, I think it'll be really good. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about um, it includes, you know, your work, Jean, with the uh, the community. Partly is the work of um, is it's a kind of work that is many providers need to do, uh, which is helping people understand that the stigma they might feel the that keeps them from either even admitting there might be you know trauma that's causing problems today or um other issues going on that could have to do with emotional health so is reducing the stigma is really important so that people know they can approach services and and stigma was taught really strongly in many of the african mm-hmm. countries uh where we have uh population now coming from uh i know stigma has been strong in in america as well but uh it's very very strong in um, some of the african communities thanks for helping people get to the services they need absolutely so we only have about like 30 seconds left with our interview is there anything and i'll leave this open to you guys who 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 wants the final word I would love to say that um, if you're part of an agency, (laughs) um, the cultural effectiveness training that's available can come to your agency and be tailored to your objectives. So please call us. Call Mike at the United Way. Call me. Call Lynn at a century. 496-6294. We can arrange training that uh, suits your needs. And that's no charge to the organization, right? So I know that's paid for, funded by the IDN. That's right. That's yeah. right, and that's really the wrap around the integrated care is engaging yeah. with organizations such as Centria. So the IDN sponsors Jean and the role that he's playing. The IDN sponsors a good uh, amount of Lynn's time around the training, and this wellness event is also being sponsored. So it's really that true community effort across the board. That's fantastic. So I'm just going to say thank you guys for coming in today, Lynn, Jean, Beth. Um, it's really been great. Uh, we'll need to do this again maybe in a couple months, talk about some updates and, and bring bring uh, some more awareness to this fantastic work. Sure. Thanks so thank much you. for what you do, thank Mike. You, absolutely. absolutely. Well, all I do is sit here and talk about the snow all day long, apparently. So um, this is um, bringing us to our next break, and we will be back for our final guest interview in just a couple of minutes. That's going to be Jessica Gorham from the Greater Nashua Food Council. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Hi. 
Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. Now that summer is over, it's time to start thinking about upgrading your existing heating system to a new Linux high-efficiency furnace, a Renai high-efficiency boiler, or a Mitsubishi high-efficiency heat pump. These new systems are much more reliable and will save you energy. At Joyce Cooling and Heating, we can install a system that will keep your home warm and comfortable. Don't wait until you have no heat. Call Joyce Cooling and Heating at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Hi, it's Lisa Rick with the Not So Legally Blonde Show. Listen to me live on Tuesdays, 3 to 4 on WSMN 1590. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 Zero 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 eight. That's six zero three eight nine one zero 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 eight. The Village Network. Become a member today. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with the nonprofits in our community. They're working to make our community community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier. Um, Each week, we interview two different organizations. Our show is live. We're on Facebook, and we are also um, on WSMN 1590 AM. And we also have a podcast, so if you um, just go to your favorite podcast app and search for United Way Community Connection Show, you can find past episodes there as well. 
So we're joined today for our third and final interview with Jessica Gorham. Jessica's a, uh, well, Jessica's become a good friend of mine, actually, um, because we've worked together a lot over the past couple of years. And um, Jessica is also the executive director of an organization which is very new in our community called the Greater Nashua Food Council. So Jessica, welcome to our show. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Well, good morning. And how was your event on Friday? You had the Community Supper, the second annual Community Supper, right? Yeah, second annual Community Supper where we, you know, kind of get together and celebrate the work that's been being done in the community over the year. And let me tell you, the event we had, um, we filled all the seats. We had 120 people attend from all different um, walks of life and all different parts of the community. And we've now expanded our first branch into Greater Nashua, which is Hollis. So now not only are we serving the Nashua area, but we've also expanded out into Hollis, which was our community dinner was at the Lawrence Barn Community Center in Hollis. Which is beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was so nice to have it there. Um, But best of all, we got to celebrate some... uh, food access like community champions that I hadn't really realized were going on. So here I am, the Greater National Food Council, and there's all this other work being done in the community around food access. Well, you can't hardly know everything. That's you, that's my big lesson in life here is, <laughs> sorry, Jessica, you can't know everything. Yeah, even even in a city like Nashua, where it's yeah. really a tight network of people it that is. are working together, you can't hardly know everything. And so um, I just want to say, like, the, the kids at the Boys and Girls Club that started the Torch Club, they decided that they were really nervous about the government shutdown. And mm-hmm. these kids are like third, fourth, fifth grade. They're young. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't want families to go without foods if they were going to be imp- um, impacted by the government shutdown. So they started selling um, snacks at a snack shack, raising money, buying food from the New Hampshire Food Bank. Other organizations jumped on board like Salvation Army and 68 Hours of Hunger. And they started donating food. To, and Nashua Soup Kitchen and Shelter started all donating food to the Boys and Girls Club. Plus, the kids were buying food and running these snack shots and then giving food home with families. That's incredible. Was, what a great idea. Yeah, and it came from these children. Mm-hmm. So it was just really awesome to be able to honor them, support them, give them a shout out, let other community members know what is going on around food access in our in our uh, region. Um, I think you introduced me to Meals Matter. Mm-hmm. Very, very well-spoken students from North and South High School. You know, similar also, um, solutions coming from young people. Solutions coming from young people. Um, Kids are being turned away at the lunch line if they don't have money. One of the students mentioned, if these children don't have money when they get to the cash register, some of them are being shamed to the point where their meals are being thrown away in front of them. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was just, but these kids saw that. And have had it happen to them and um, decided to raise money. And they've raised over $40,000 to pay for school lunches so that school lunches in Nashua become more universal. So did they talk with you at all about their brand new share carts program that they're implementing? Um, They did bring up that they have some programs. Can you tell, do you know more about it? I do know more about it. Is that like a completely rhetorical question? (laughs) Because you know I know more about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the share carts are great, actually. This was one of their ideas, and this has been done in other communities, but not much in New Hampshire. Is you know the idea is that when you receive your lunch at school lunch, you're going to have things that you don't like on your on your tray, or maybe don't want to eat. And that doesn't mean that nobody wants to eat them. That just means you might not want to eat them. So you might have a little baggie of carrots, or you might have a little carton of milk. Um, and these are uh, many of these items are while they are perishable, they're not immediately bad and need to be thrown away. They have some shelf life, and they're. Um, hygienic to the point where you can share them with somebody else so um, in a healthy way. So the share cart is basically, if you think of like an AV cart in the school, um, kind of like that kind of a cart with wheels that would roll around with a little miniature refrigerator built into it where kids can put their unopened, um, unused items onto the cart and other kids can take them. And um, it's just a great way to not just reduce food waste, but also to help um, help your fellow students who might still be hungry. And uh, so all 16 schools in the school district are getting share carts, and that's funded by um, Southern New Hampshire Health, the Nashua Teachers Union, the Nashua Rotary Club, and like my favorite organization, which is the United Way. <laughs> so uh, we're all partnering to, to bring share carts. But it was pioneered as an idea by students who wanted to help other students. Wow. Amazing. Super cool stuff. Really super cool stuff. And when I'm listening to you talk about that, Mike, like one of the things that's super cool and one of the things I thought was super cool at the second annual community dinner was just the collaboration. Mm -hmm. Having, and that's the main point of the Greater Nashua Food Council. It's a collective impact organization. It's a collaborative effort of multiple community members, nonprofit organizations, businesses, government institutions like schools and hospitals all coming together to improve food access in the greater national region and so much can be done when we collaborate and these all these programs are just really good examples of that collaboration and having a little organization behind it well also you said that you can't know everything you didn't know a lot of organizations i didn't either there are some that i came across like i had never heard of the hillsborough county gleaners um, for me, gleaning is just basically, I know about gleaning is like that biblical concept, um, you know, where you're supposed to set aside a portion of your harvest for, um, to be gleaned for, for poor people to feed themselves. And that's like, that's in the old Testament. And we have this organization, the Hillsborough County gleaners who actually do that as, um, and help to go to farms and bring the far- food out to the soup kitchen, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, and they, and then we work as a part of our grant with Harvard Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Foundation. The Food Council is working with Hillsborough County Gleaners, along with um, Grow Nashua mm-hmm. and Nashua Soup Kitchen and Shelter, and together we're working to expand gleaning and community gardening and distribution of fresh produce to the community members through volunteerism. So, volunteerism again becomes really important, and you know. You have to feel good about what you're doing when you're volunteering. Right. And I know when you want to give back to your community but you don't have a lot of time, there's just some things that are nice, short, easy things that you can do. So one of the things that's really nice about um, this volunteer program around gleaning and growing is that you can meet up with our gleaner from Hillsborough County Gleaners, and she will give you a couple boxes of food that you can just drive to your favorite place that you'd like to see food distributed at. 
That's incredible. What a great idea. Yeah. So it saves our gleaner um, wear and tear on their vehicle because they're, she's driving all, all over um, Hillsborough County. And it also expands the reach of the food that's being distributed so that we know that it's getting in the hands of the pe- people that need it the most. Um, this was, again, back to the community dinner. New Hampshire Food Bank brought pantry boxes that were to be distributed out to the guests who could take them back home if they needed them or bring them out to an organization. And at the end of the night, we had um, a good amount of boxes left. Let's say we had probably like 20 or 30 boxes left. And the students that volunteered that night to help make the event flow smoothly, started loading up boxes into their cars. And um, some brought them to Marguerite's place. Mm-hmm. Some brought them to, you know, um, the school food pantry so they could go home with other students. So they really thought outside of themselves and, you know, figured out where they could bring those boxes so that people that needed them the most could get them. That's, that's really great. So, Jessica, this is such awesome stuff. I'm just thinking everybody who's listening wants to get involved. How do you get involved with the with with the food council? Um, it's easy. Just go to our website. You can mm-hmm. go to the Greater Nashua Food Council dot org. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Take out the. It's Greater Nashua Food Council dot org. I'm sure if you Google it, it'll come right up. It'll come right up. Yeah. Um, there's a couple ways you can get involved. There's a contact us section where you can sign up, send us an inquiry, give us your name, your email address, and that and what you're interested in volunteering for, and we're happy to help. There's also a donate button. If you'd like to donate to our organization, there's a donate button on the page. Your donations would go towards educational projects. We help to support nutrition education with Farm to School and Cooking Matters through the New Hampshire Food Bank, or we do workshops with um, the Northern Organic Farming Association where we partner with them Mm -hmm. to bring in speakers to talk about different gardening and farming so nutrition education or it may go towards a distribution project where we're making sure we get more gleaned fresh produce out into the community like nashua soup kitchen and shelter we have a mobile food pantry and this mobile food pantry goes out into neighborhoods on friday afternoons with a table boxes of produce Anybody can come get them. There's no requirement. You just pick up your boxes of fresh produce and um, head home. So the funds pay for programs like that. That's oh. really great. So hold on a second. Hold on, Jessica. Before you say that, whatever you're going to say next, okay. I, I just it occurs to me, I just had this idea, this inspirational idea. Wouldn't it be great if we had some sort of an app, uh, some sort of an app, like that you could have on your phone that would talk about food access and how you, how you, how you connect to food resources in the community? Yeah, Mike, you just actually read my mind. I know I did. And I can see that look on your face. So I'm, I'm like, go I'm going to like, sure I'm gonna do the this. app. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, one of the projects that came across um, our group in the very beginning is everybody said, we need to have something that can help people locate um, fresh produce, healthy food items, or just food in general. So we came up with a mobile app idea. And we were able to publish this app using um, a software development tool. Got it live this morning. No way. Yeah. I know that. (laughs) Very brand new this morning. So um, if you go to Google Play, it is live on Google Play right now. You can go into your Google App Store and download Greater Nashua Food Council app. When you're on there, there's a food directory. And not only can you go onto that food directory, but it will... Give you the one that's closest to where you're at. 
because we know that transportation is sometimes an issue. Mike, you and I worked on a project around transportation and food being an issue. So go right there to the Greater Nashua Food Council app, download it, and um, find all those nice nutrition education and food access resources. So much great stuff going on at the Greater Nashua Food Council. It's like this could be, this should be like a whole hour. We'll do that again. All right. Thanks, Mike. Jessica, thank you for the work you're doing to bring food access and food security to our community um, in in such creative ways. So this about wraps things up for this week's edition of the United Way Community Connection Show. Um, I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We will not be back next week as it is Veterans Day. Um, However, we will be back on the 18th with Sean Nelson from Nashua Police Athletic League and Steve White from Camp Mariposa, which is a program over at the Boys and Girls Club dealing with uh, kids who have experienced um, substance use disorder issues in their families. Until then, um, next up is Suzanne Koperniak and the Village Network. And I would encourage you over the next couple of weeks, just try and remind yourself, yourself to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. WSMN 1590, Nashua's source for news and talk.